Welcome to The Real Deal, a commercial real estate investing podcast. I'm your host, Aman Shahi. There's a ton going on in the world right now, and much of it impacts real estate investors. The Real Deal podcast will take a look at what's happening and how it influences you as a real estate investor. Each episode is a 20-minute segment dedicated to distilling the day's most important news, so you can stay up to date on what's going on in the world and how it might affect the commercial real estate market. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Today, we have Kent here, who is a multifamily investor, and he has years of experiences in multifamily apartments, starting from uh, single family rentals. So super excited to talk about multifamily with Kent today. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for uh, having me on, both of you, Austin and Amon. This is going to be a, a fun time. Thanks, yeah, so um, let's get started then. Uh, so why don't you just tell us a little bit about you uh, and, you know, to our audience, kind of what you do and how you got started into multifamily and, you know, some of the transitions that you had to do, you know, to get to where you are. Well, we don't have a lot of time all day, but uh, I'll make it short and sweet. <laughs> right. um, basically, um, as, as probably... 99% of people, the, the purple book is what got, got me involved with uh, um, real estate. We all know uh, Kiyosaki, the, um, the guru of, of, of making money. And uh, we were, my brother and I were sitting on a beach one day. Um, we were in, um, I, think it, I think it was Florida somewhere on the east side. And uh, we were celebrating my mom and dad's 50th anniversary. And he mentioned this book and and I said, nope, never heard of it. And that was about eight years ago. And I uh, came home right away and, and read it and changed my life forever. I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. Why, I mean, who knows? Maybe someone did give me that book years and years ago and I, was, I wasn't a big fan of reading. Um, and uh, that goes back to my, my probably my childhood where I didn't really care for for high school, even though I I do have my masters. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, being a teacher, being a teacher, um, but uh, it was just uh, it was a mind blowing. Um, if no one has ever read that book, and which blows my mind when I hear people don't understand, never heard of that book. It's it's just it's crazy. It's just unreal. So that that was the start of it, and um, you both know that book and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to explain why that changed my mindset, but it, it truly did. Why did you choose real estate? Why not stocks? Why not any other investment class? Why real estate? A uh, great question. Um, I was in real. I was in stocks. Um, I didn't think I was. I mean, I, I was told when I was younger that you know that's the thing to do. You know, as a teacher, uh, we don't have four hundred one ks. You know, we have a pension. Um, which is another great book to read. Um, Who stole my pension by Robert Kiyosaki, and uh, um, and uh, um, I just the real estate was was a, was good for me because I had a background. I you know I, I built houses. I, I was contractor. I I was a uh, masonry, a concrete finisher for many years. Um, just physical work. 
um, on that part of it. And uh, um, I think that related to me. So I think that's why I kind of chose that, that, that venture into real estate. But keep in mind, I, I'm to this day, I'm still always looking out for other passive income. Um, I just listened to a podcast the other day, was, you know, um, having your own uh, 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 semi truck um, is, is a big thing right now. There's a company out there that does that. So yeah, I mean, there's, it's just anything that's entrepreneur. Um, and, I, and I'm sure that question will be asked, but I'll, I'll uh, continue with that a little bit later. So from, you mentioned that you have, you know, years of construction business, whether it being, you know, masonry and everything. And how do you find your transition from being, you know, uh, working on the construction side, being the contracting to the investing side is are there do you think that that experience definitely helped you a lot or do you think that it doesn't really matter that whether or not you have that experience to make that transition um well i mean obviously i had that experience so i can't tell you if it is a you know having that is, is a great experience because to me it is um but going back even further on that component um uh, my my dad was a he, he had his own business, um, a concrete business. Um, so I was, I was driving a concrete truck when I was like 14 years old and, uh, and he'd get me up early in the morning when I was younger. And I, you know, obviously I'm like, come on, dad, let me go out and play with my friends. You know, nope, nope. Had to go to work. But it, I mean, I love him to death. That's a great thing. But the other thing that I learned from that was the business component. And that's the other, you know, when you mentioned that, um, that that's a big side, even though I know construction, I know how to lay brick, I know how to, you know, bond it out, you know, flatten out, you know, concrete, you still got to have that business sense to understand where the numbers are. You don't understand. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not one of your greatest number person. I, I have a partner that's fantastic with numbers and that's what I let him do. And that's the other thing that you got to partner with people that have, you know, that's my weakness. Um, so I find the, find that strength. But um, um, yeah, I definitely think um, the background helps, but you still got to understand the business side of it. And from construction to teacher to multifamily investor, how was that journey? Like why multifamily? <laughs> why, why, why you were not keep building the houses? Why you were not keep uh, investing in the single family? Why multifamily? Once again, a fantastic question. And it's like, because Ahmad, I was told, not necessarily I was told, but I was, I was, it was always comes back to me, you know, even when I was young, I'm like, why don't I just go out and, and buy a couple houses? This is when I was back in Ohio, um, buy some, buy a couple houses and fix them up and sell them. Well, no, you don't, you don't want to do that. That's, that's too much work. You don't want to rent them out. And this is 35 years ago. Oh, wow. And, and, and I'm just like, so today I'm like, oh my God, why? Why? Why did I not do that? So, I mean, it is a complete 360. Um, I went from I went from working in the in the uh, entrepreneur part of it and into the construction component, building houses, um, understanding the whole gamut of you know plumbing, electrical, all, all that. And then I decided one day because my my you know my uh, economy took a dive and. And once again, there's that business side, understanding those peaks and valleys that people talk about all the time. 
and uh, we got caught in the valley and uh, we had to sell the business and we lost, you know, big time. And so it, to me, my mindset was, why would I want to run a business? Because you just lose it after working your tail, you know, watching my dad work his tail off. You know, why would I, why would I want to do that? So everybody goes to more of the, uh, um, not the abundant side, but more of the, uh, you know, the safe side of things and so i said okay why don't i go be a teacher i, I was a i was a coach a basketball coach and that's what i wanted to do and in order to be a basketball coach i had to teach so um, i went into that game and then actually that's how i got that's what got me out here in southern california because it was uh much cheaper to go to school out here really? and uh um believe it or not yeah wow. still is to this day i paid a lot <laughs> Well, you might have went to a, I, I didn't go to those private schools. I just went to the basic school. So, but, uh, uh but there's, there, yeah, obviously it's like everything else. There's ways to find that. But, uh, I did that and then that's got me into teaching. I taught, uh, special ed for 10 years. Um, that is a, a, a fantastic experience. Um, talking about, um, that basically makes you a solid teacher. Because you've got, you're dealing, with, I've got, I dealt with autism, um, special needs people uh, all the time. And then I decided I, I was done. And uh, um, I, I stopped for a year and then I got a call from my old boss um, as a, um, he was a director at a, um, at a school out here in Southern California. And uh, he wanted to know, hey, would you be interested in running a construction comp- or a construction class? And I'm like, yeah, that would be awesome. So that's kind of, that's my flip and my complete turnaround. And I did that for 15, 15 years. And I, and that was basically a business. I built the curriculum, all of it. Uh, I had nothing to go by. It was all started up in a high school and, uh, and I left, I retired this past June and, uh, it was one of the best, um, uh, construction classes in, in Southern California. So we've, we've been to, they have competitions and we've been to state and the nationals and uh, just a fun time. I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. So there, there's, there's my whole circle of life. <laughs> Talking about a journey that is awesome yeah. to hear. <laughs> so, um, so as you transition, you know, into the multifamily space, do you have a specific role that you play within your team? You mentioned that you have, you know, an awesome underwriter in your team. Uh, so what is like, what, did, what do you focus on and how, yeah, how, tell us how, you know, in a team, how does it generally work? Um, right now I'm focused on the capital raising component of it, um, which obviously is one of the, um, it, it's, that's new, it's new to me um reaching out i mean asking for money is something i i have yeah. hardly ever done my entire life with anything um go back to my days out here when i when i uh when i moved out here i remember at one time i was down to my last i don't i don't know this this sense but i i use it like i say a dollar 38 to my name and um the journey began i guess from there um but uh um uh, it's a it's it's fun it's it's interesting, um, especially now. Um, but uh, mostly the capital raising. Um, actually, I just got done writing um, some job duties down for um, for some more people we want to hire um, on that side of it. 
or and uh, what we want to do. But uh, um, it'll be it'll be fun. So uh, definitely the capital raising um, is interesting, and and I love meeting I love meeting people, and it's it's amazing. What we, I mean, they say it all the time. I I, I, de I destroy quotes all the time, but um, the the five around you are your you know yeah. is, the, is what you you act you know how you act and that changed years ago and and uh, yeah it's just it's amazing that that that, that quote if I can ever figure it out or I have figured it out but remember it that that's a solid that is that's a solid one. So and a full um go for it. Yeah, so a follow-up question on that, because uh, I'm also focusing on the, I think we're, we're all here focusing on the capital raising side, and I think a common misconception, I guess, could be that if I were to ask someone, let's say, hey, you know what, there's a great deal, and they're like, okay, if there's a great deal, why don't you invest it? Like, there's got to be some sort of doubt, right? And mm -hmm. what, like, can you explain to us why we need capital raising and is that you know does that create a win-win situation or does that only benefit the general partners who are sponsoring the program um maybe to backtrack a little bit on on that component it, it's not necessarily i mean the money's gonna the money's gonna show up you what where i've been taught and what i've been learning is it's it's not about raising capital it's about meeting people, meeting new people and, and meeting people that, that how, and show them, okay, I've got something here that I can help you because people that have large amounts of money, they need help to put that somewhere to help, you know, the, the different costs of taxes and that, and that, that component. So you, you gotta have that mindset. And that, that was, a, that was my first mistake was I was thinking I was going out there just asking for money. Well, no, 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 no. You're not, and I don't anymore. I just, I'm looking to connect with somebody, and then, and then if, if they happen to be rich or have a lot of money, then um, yay, awesome for that. But, but I'm looking to connect, have a great um, rapport with them, um, have a good friendship, and and that side of it. So um, I think that's uh, that that's your that's the key point. It's just you know, just have a friendship. That's all you're looking for. Um, you talk about mindset. So my question is how anybody can change their mindset and their belief to build a legacy wealth. <laughs> Am I asking oh, hard uh, questions? Uh, uh, where do I, where do I start with that one? <laughs> Am I asking hard questions? <laughs> <laughs> they're not hard. They're just, they're, it's it, it just, it, yeah, it just blows my mind that, it, and I was the same way. I mean, I, I was, I, I, I was, I mean, I'll say it, I was jealous of rich people. I really was because to me, it was, um, it's this generation, it's a, it's a generational, um, thought, generational minds. And, yeah. and I think that is our, that's our, not necessary issue, but that's our, that needs to be changed or fixed nowadays because, you know, we, we grow up under three or four different generations that we came up under and that's how they that that's how you're taught so that's how the next generation teaches their kids then the next it, it's the same thing but if you never get outside that surf that's that cycle and you don't understand the different types of mindsets you're never going to change it and your and your generational wealth is not going to change and so when you ask that question i mean there's a lot to that question um, but I would say 
to change, you know, it, it all starts with you, it, you yeah. inside. You, you, you can sit there and tell me everything about it. And if I don't believe it, I'm not going to believe it. And I didn't for a long time. Um, I was jealous and I was, I was mad because I, I, you know, I've worked my tail off, you know, most of my years in, in, in hard physical work. And, you know, I, I mean, what, what, and that's where I was at. I mean, I was still working hard extra hours to make that extra money and I still couldn't get what I, what I wanted. Um, so, but now, I mean, the one thing that, that sticks in my mind that I always tell people is that the wealthy, here I go again with the quotes, the wealthy, they don't work for their money. Their money works for them. Yeah. And when I, when I heard that, that was the, that was the game, that was another game. Changer. I'm like, so the, the person that said that to me, I'm like, well, how in the hell does that work? And then he started explaining to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not rocket science, as I say all the time in my, my little uh, Friday videos. So it, 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 it's just, it's a mod, it's, it's just a mind, it's a mindset that, that, that the inner person has to understand and figure out. And you're not going to change someone. So, and, and that's, and that's what's great about my, my wife. She's a, she's a life coach and, uh, um, and she's also, a, she's a teacher too. And it's great to watch her talk to my, you know, my kids and how we, and we, and we have, we're, gener, we're changing their generational minds. And, and to me, that is awesome. I think that's great. That is so mm -hmm. cool. Uh, especially I think, uh, being a life coach, like it, tr it helps train the next generation's mindset from like from the beginning. Right. Because a lot of the times the greatest battles are that they are, are the ones with our own minds. And it's like an invisible battle that you're fighting. And if you have someone who are able to guide you along that journey that, you know, it really accelerates and decompresses the timeline that you can get to where you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a question. Um, so when you started first in the multifamily, how did you edu educate yourself? <clears throat> I was all, I started, I actually started, we, uh, my brother and I bought, um, some single family, um, and uh, actually he had bought before that he had bought some multifamily and then I kind of hopped on back of him and helped with that. And then I bought some single family residency. Um, but the crazy thing is, is that over the years, my wife and I, we basically have purchased houses that have been piece of craps. And even the first one we bought, my wife's like, really? I mean, she, she just couldn't see it. I mean, I had this whole picture of what it's going to look like. And, and of course it turned out awesome. Um, but, uh, um, um, she, <laughs> we, we probably spent six months because this was her first time ever doing any kind of construction and spent six months of no, you know, no kitchen because I was doing all the work and working at the same time. But, uh, um, digressing. Um, but, uh, but I, I think in the, um, understanding that this, that part of, of having that, that background, that's probably why I, I started with the, the multifamily. Everybody kept saying, don't, don't go small, just go big, you know, just go big. And I said, okay. So, and, and that's, um, that's what we've done. Um, it's a little slow right now, but, um, but you know, deals are gonna, it's, 
I think I think Q one of twenty three is gonna be unbelievable. And if people have have the the money and they have everything set ready to go, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so I have a follow up question from here because you just touched on a very interesting topic, which is um you have, a, you have a German Shepherd back there. <laughs> we, have, we have some friends who wants to participate. Yeah. See, everybody's excited about this topic. <laughs> um, so with the current environment, there's uh, people talking about, you know, the rising interest rates that have been just doubling down since uh, a few months ago. And uh, the playing field had been shifted quite drastically. So what are your take on some of you know, where, how are things going? You mentioned that, you know, you're exciting for some of the opportunities. So yeah, give us, give us the layout. Like what's your perspective, you know, in the next few months to a year that's coming up? Um, it, it's interesting that, you know, that you say that because, um, you know, 10 years ago, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I don't, what's, you know, what's going on, you know, who, who knows, but and actually you don't really need to know, but, but, uh, um, I follow, I, you know, I don't follow the, the main, the main media or whatever they call them. Um, I'm more, I, you know, I have a couple of journals that I, that I, I reach out to and that I listen to. Um, but, uh, it, it's, you hear, you hear everything good and bad and all this. And I, I think if you just, you just keep doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. you, you, the deals are out there. They're going to come. Um, yeah, the, the interest rates went up, but, you know, a lot of young people don't understand, you know, 25, 30 years ago, interest rate was 15, 19%. Wow. <laughs> and, and everybody did fine. I mean, they, they went, they got through it. So, um, it, I think that my advice would be, um, stay out of debt for one. Bad debt. Now remember, there's a good debt and there's bad debt, and that's a that's another you know another podcast we could we could do. But um, stay out of that bad debt because right now those people that are living on credit cards, you know, at, at you know it was fourteen percent before all this started, and now they're they're probably pushing twenty five thirty percent, and they're never gonna get ahead, never. And 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 it, and it's it, you know it, it sucks, but. You know, it's, I mean, you can do, you can, we can have all these discussions and we can keep saying, but, um, you, you've got, like we talked about before, you've got to get out, you've got to get into a mindset. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's, who's the fame, who's the famous guy that is always says no, no debt whatsoever. What's his, what's his Dave name? Ramsey. Ramsey. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that for those that are in debt, but once you get out, man, Dude, you gotta have a credit card. <laughs> so, but it, Austin, to answer that question, I, I, I think you just stay out of debt, and you won't have any issue. And, and oh, and have that magic number. You gotta have that magic number. What's the magic number? Ah, um, I baited you. <laughs> the hook. <laughs> I'm asking hard questions. I told you. <laughs> It's that it's that financial number that you can that you uh, that you you'll make that you'll hit to have financial, freedom. and um, it takes it takes fifteen minutes to figure that out. Mm. And once you have that number, um, 
that that's your goal and passive income is is what you hit and and having a w2 is um that's you know that's the other thing it, it's you know unfortunately we, we were educated um w w2s but uh yeah i'm not gonna get into that but uh that ma have that magic number figure out that magic number and get there. so i think the one the uh, one thing that i took away from what you just said is that especially for our listeners listeners out there is that we have a very long-term view about our investment vehicles and yes interest rates going up yes interest rates going down but you kind of have to pierce through that all that noises and you know understand your fundamentals and have a long-term strategy to stay the course in the long term and if you look at real estate market in the past how many years right you know exactly what a trend looks like the trend is up but you have to you know not be swayed away by these noises and never you know always be afraid to now get started that's the that's the only single point of failure you're gonna fail i mean you're gonna fail no matter i mean you have to fail to learn that's i mean when i was a teacher that's all i taught my my students you you know it, it's you, you must fail to see that's that's, that's I, a great thing to remember i, I will and, add something to that um fail with a uh, winner mindset mm -hmm. yep because then yep. How, then you're going to learn something new all the time Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you cannot learn from somebody's success you can learn from somebody's failures a lot yep much easier to watch somebody else do something wrong than you yeah <laughs> anyway kent i really really appreciate your time for our listeners to share your wisdom thank you so much and i really appreciate that and i'll see you again thank you so much awesome i appreciate it everybody have a fantastic day you too bye bye Thank you so much, Ken. This has Bye. been a blast. Thank you for joining us on The Real Deal, a commercial real estate investing podcast, the show that covers everything to do with multifamily real estate investing to help you become an expert in your real estate ventures. We're here to help you create passive income and financial freedom so that you can achieve what you want whenever you want. We'll catch you next time on The Real Deal.